Today we'll talk about the Yemei Chabad for the 10th day of Tevis. Of course, uh, Tevis, the 10th day of Tevis is also a fast day. Uh, that's uh, one of the days that we fast for the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, of the destruction of the Temple. There are basically four fast days we, we fast to commemorate the destruction. Uh, Tishabov and uh, the 17th of Tammuz and Tzom Gidalia, the day after Rosh Hashanah and then the 10th of Tevis. But here we're talking about the days in Chabad as these days uh, were in the Chabad history. Uh, on the 10th day of Tevis, it's interesting, they made a wedding. That sounds like very interesting for them to make a, a wedding on the 10th day of Tevis. I guess there is no, uh, there is, you know, after the fast, I guess, Mistama was after the fast or it was before the fast. I don't know what they mean by 10th day of Tevis. Do they mean the night before? The fast of 10th of Tevis does not begin until dawn. So that's, so there's no problem. So must be when it says that the wedding was 10th of Tevis, it must be it was done at the night time and not on the, um, not in the daytime because I can hardly believe, I mean, they couldn't have a wedding or have a, uh, a meal or anything else on uh, the 10th day of Tevis, it was a fast day, so this, it, that'd be so, unless we should say it was at the end of a 10th of Tevis, that would make it 11th of Tevis, so it's not likely. So it must be the night of the 10th of Tevis. This was the wedding date of, this was Reb Shlomo Zalman uh, of Kapust. He was the son of the Maharil, uh, Reb Yehuda Leib, the son of the Tzemach Tzedek. Tzemach Tzedek is one of the Tzemach Tzedek's son, his uh, the Maril, the Marebi Yudaleib, he ended up becoming a Rebbe uh, in the city of Kapust. And his son was Shlomo Zalman, uh, who married uh, a daughter of a wealthy Chassid named Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Leib Luri from Lepli. And the Chassan that took place in Lubavitch with the uh, where his father, I guess, and the grandfather, the Tzemach Tzedek, they all lived over there. And the Tzemach Tzedek, it is said, was a great uh, joy. And during the wedding and during the Sheva Brachas, he uh, gave over many uh, Hasidic discourses, and um, um, it seemed like it was a very special time for him, that thing in Lubavitch. You know, just considering, you know, there was a kind of large family and all the Simchas in a little shtetl. And then by the Rebbe, you know, that was like... I mean, the Rebbe's had quite large families. If you take a look, you know, the, each one, the Mittler Rebbe had a large family, Tzemach Tzedek had a large family. I mean, later on, not, but, you know, they had, uh, you know, several children, and uh, it was, um, I guess, a lot going on. Okay, now we're going to move ahead. This is something which, actually, I was, uh, I was also a witness to this. Uh, this is, we're talking about now, the 10th of Tavis in the year Tavshin Lamed Aleph. Uh, so this is uh, uh, for, this is forty, um, not quite forty years ago. Uh, Lamed Mem Nun Samach Ayin. So it's forty, forty, almost forty years ago. Um, so I was a young, I was a young man then, uh, and um, that was the the day that the the rabbits in the Chamedina. Uh, the wife of the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, uh, uh, the mother of the Rebetzin, of the uh, uh, Chaya Mushka, the Rebbe's wife, and uh, 
Kahana the, was married to Rabbi Gurari. They lived in 770 as well. And the Rebbets in the Chamadina, she lived, you know, they had an apartment upstairs in 770. There was, there's like three floors. The Rebbe himself never lived in, in, in 770, in that building, in, in the Lubavitch headquarters. The Rebbe never lived over there. First, he lived in an apartment building on, uh, on Brooklyn Avenue. Uh, and then later on, he lived in a private home on President Street on, uh, between Brooklyn and New York. Uh, and, um, but he didn't live in there. The Rebbe only had his office in the lower floor in 770. The second floor and the third floor were, the second floor was occupied by the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe. He lived over there in 770. And, you know, that's the reason they also, one of the pluses they got 770 is it had an elevator, even though it wasn't such a, it was only three floors. Most three-floor houses don't have, but the, alter, the Rebbe needed to be able to uh, use the elevator. So that's why they got that particular, that's what it said, they got that building. So the previous Rebbe was on the second floor. Rabbi Gurari and his and his wife they were on the third floor, and when the uh, previous Rebbe passed away, his Rebbe's and his wife, the Rebbe's in Nechamadina, she continued to live in that apartment. That was her apartment, and um, the Rebbe would uh, eat all the uh, holiday uh, meals in the house of the previous Rebbe. So in other words, they would go to the in-laws. The Rebbe would go, the Rebbe's wife would come to her, would go to her mother. So the meals always took place in the house. Now you can imagine uh, in the uh, small uh, dining room over there, and the Rebbe is there, and they would invite, you know, several uh, people that were, uh, I guess, more of the important people would go. But then there were a lot of students and there was a lot of Hasidim that wanted to see. And uh, there are certain things that you can learn from the Rebbe, um, not by the official gathering in which the Rebbe speaks, but the Rebbe was a little bit more like by the table. So you can ask some questions and you know, some people would ask, some of the elder Hasidim would ask the Rebbe questions. Now, there were a lot of youngsters out there or who were very fervent Hasidim and, you know, they wouldn't have the audacity to ask the Rebbe a question, you know, to do that. So they would sort of instigate some of the elders, especially the Rebbe's brother-in-law. They'd prepare him with some questions, like they wanted to know, like, certain things, or they wanted to hear the Rebbe's view on certain things. They wanted to have some questions. They wanted the Rebbe's answers. So they would sort of give them the questions ahead of time. And then they would ask the Rebbe, and then you would find out the Rebbe's answers and the Rebbe's, uh, the Rebbe's view. But those, those were very special time that you know the Rebbe wasn't seen in public in a manner of eating at a table, a shayantiv table, or things like that. That was unique, and it was uh, very special to see. Now, of course, the Rebbe, even while the Rebbe was eating there, there was always an empty chair by the previous Rebbe's seat. The Rebbe was never that was always there at the table. So then. The Rebbe was sitting on the side, didn't see, didn't take, didn't take, you know, continue to, I guess, occupy the seat that he used to occupy before. Uh, the Rebbe actually, his office, he didn't transition really from the time the previous Rebbe passed away. The Rebbe's office was there all the time, and um, it just the Rebbe became the Rebbe, so that became 
people used to come to visit the Rebbe in his office, but that used to be his regular office even before the Rebbe became Rebbe. And the previous Rebbe would see people for meetings upstairs in his room. That's where he would take people for, for Yechidas. But the Rebbe, would, would, the room was there, and then eventually the Rebbe's room became uh, the place where people would meet. You know, in the Hasidic lingo and in the feelings of Hasidim, you know, in the... Um, in the uh, Holy Temple, in the Beis HaMikdosh, there used to be basically uh, three, um, three sections over there. There was the inner side, which is called the Holy of Holiest, where the place where the Ark was, that was called the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of the Holiest. Then there was the regular Holy, which was the inside, and where they had the table, the menorah, and the inner altar, the small one, the Mizbech HaPnimi. Um, and then they had the courtyard where they had the main Mizbeach, the Mizbeach HaChitzah, and they had the, the fountain over there of washing the hands, and they, all the service would take place with the sacrifices outside. So in a similar way, the Rebbe's room, that was known as the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that was like the holiest, you know, meeting with the Rebbe, that was like in the holy, and the room ahead of it, before it was called the Ganeiden HaTachten, the lower level of Ganeiden, Ganeiden or Ganeiden of this world, it's like heaven in this world, and that was the place where Hasidim would prepare for uh, for the Rebbe, and uh, uh, to going in before they went into the Rebbe. But in any event, uh, this took place until the year Tovshin uh, Lamed Aleph, and uh, and the Rebetzin then uh, uh, passed away uh, at that uh, at that time. Um, in the was, uh, yeah, this was in the first. Yeah, and, uh, this was uh, uh, Lamed Aleph uh, was what? Uh, like I said, Lamed Aleph was uh, yeah yeah seventy one seventy one. Uh, yeah. 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 That's thirty one in the Hebrew, right? Thirty one. Um, Hebrew is always going to be 60 years ahead so if we say uh, 31 like in the Hebrew if it's 31 then you got to back off to get the English you got to go back uh, you got to go back 60 years you got to go back right 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 but um the Rebetzin, actually, uh, the Rebbe's, uh, the, the, the Rebetzin, the Nuhamadina, she, she would actually have a place in, in the woman's section in 770, uh, where she would sit. Uh, the Rebbe's wife rarely or ever, I'm not sure, again, you have to have, we have to ask those people that follow and know all these, I'm just... Uh, uh, just an average guy over there who didn't who didn't really uh, look after uh, exactly what takes place. So I haven't read that today. Everything is 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 available that you can read that about it. But um, uh, the Rebbe's uh, wife was not a regular or rarely ever came to actual seven seventy to the. Uh, I guess she didn't want to be in the public eye, and uh, you know they. They would give her, bestow honor and everything upon her, but I guess she didn't, she didn't want it. And she didn't, uh, she, as much as she sort of gave up her husband to the, to the public, but she didn't want to be, uh, I don't know, give up or, 
She did, she was she wanted to stay in the private and uh, stayed away. Uh, uh, they did succeed to get a little here there, but mostly she stayed uh, she stayed private. But so she didn't come to shul, didn't have a regular seat in in, in But her her mother, the wife of the priest Rebbe, did have a, a, a regular seat. There's some some forget about there's some miracle story about there was a a fire in 770 one time in the woman's section over there and and just her seat was sort of uh, left it was like a miraculous you know everything that you know there was like a some 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 miracle over there but nevertheless she she's um, also interned right you have um uh over there the cemetery and she's interned together with her daughter which is the rebbe's wife Chaimushka, and also with um the um wife of the Rebbe Rashab, which is the her, that's her mother-in-law. She's also her mother-in-law and her and her, and she and her daughter, they're all next to each other. There's three there's three tombstones over there. They're all resting places next to each other in in, in, in New York. And um, um, and that and this was on the tenth day of Tevis, yeah. We